welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Maya Urban, the Urban Healer. I'm a life coach, Reiki master, Akashic record reader, and registered nurse. I'm here to guide you towards living a life you truly love by learning to downregulate your nervous system, resetting your energy, and reconnecting to your essence. We'll talk about everything from evidence-based neuroscience tools to ancient healing wisdoms and how you can incorporate these in your everyday life to heal, expand, and feel joy again. For ways to work with me, visit theurbanhealer.ca. Now let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. My name is Maya Urban, and I will be your host. So today's episode, I feel like some people are like dying for it, and then some people are going to be like, this is dumb, I don't care. (laughs) So this has been recorded because I have gotten a outrageous amount of requests for this, and also a little bit of like sass on why it took me so long to record this. This episode is about my dog, Negressa. (laughs) It was quite the journey of how she landed in my life. And there was definitely a lot of manifestation within this. And then also some interesting things that we have been through together, which is also why our bond is just insane. So Negressa, my little angel honey bun, is a rescue from Mexico. And it was so funny because right before the pandemic, so I guess it was in like September 2019, I went to Kenya because I went on a little safari adventure and I was nursing in the bush, literally, like I lived in a tent for a couple of weeks and I was just a nurse out there, which like no running water, no nothing. It was pretty interesting. So the person that I knew out there, she had a rescue dog that was just like a bush dog, which is funny because this dog actually looks like Tegressa, but I like fell in love with her. And she's like the same like color, except for she's not brindle. She's like the same size. She's female. She's a rescue. Like so weird that these two dogs look so alike when they're both just like a random mutt from the street, but from different continents. So interesting. So I remember I was just like, I really want a dog, but I was just like, how am I going to do this? I'm still a nurse. I was working part-time at this point. I was still doing nights and I was doing 12 plus hour shifts. And I was also still a party girl. So I was like going out a lot. I was teaching yoga in Mexico every once in a while. So I'd be gone for like anywhere from seven to like 14 days. So it was just like, shoot, how am I ever going to have a dog? I live in the city. My schedule is wild. I live in a condo. Like, I don't know. But I was like, just having this like inner nudge of like, you need an animal, you need an animal in your life. I think it's a great idea. I've always had a dog when I was younger. And then I just didn't once I like got a little bit older, went to university, whatever. So I was sitting on the fence. And I was like, why don't I foster a dog? And then I can kind of get this feel of having a dog and then do some good, you know, help a dog. And then once the dog is good, and is good to go and get adopted. I can do my traveling, I can do whatever, and I'll figure it out. I'm like, okay, all right, let's do this. So I applied to be a foster. And then a couple things were just a bit funny. Like the company that I was working with, which I'm not going to mention, was always saying like, we need fosters, we need fosters, we need fosters. And I'm just like, yo, I've applied. Like, why is nobody getting back to me? Like, I'm literally ready right now. And it was just very disorganized. 
And then there was just this like whole thing where somebody was managing my account and then they like got a new role, but then like my file got like lost. And I was like, I'm literally a prime candidate to foster. So I'm like, I don't understand why this is happening. So it was a bit disorganized. And I was also kind of having more time to think of being like, oh my God, am I making the wrong decision? Can I handle this? It was so funny. I had like severe anxiety of like, what if I like don't know how to take care of the dog and like the dog dies? So ridiculous. And then all of my friends were like, you're a registered nurse that's trained as a trauma nurse at a trauma center at a massive hospital downtown. Like you've actually revived people back to life. And you're telling me you're scared of taking care of a dog. And I was like, okay, valid. You're right. And then I remember I saw Kate Fowley, one of my besties. She's an astrologer. She's a tarot reader. And I was just like, pull a card. Should I get a dog? And then I don't remember what card she pulled, but essentially it was like, great idea. This is going to benefit you professionally and personally. And it's going to just take your healing to the next level. And I was like, professionally, I'm like, I teach yoga and I'm a Reiki master. Like this makes no sense. And like, let's just be real. Most people follow me online and watch my stories to see Tigressa being a sassy little biatch and to catch her like judgment that she like places upon the world. So no, Tigressa is never getting her own account because nobody would watch my stories. Sorry, going to be honest. And there's no way I'm managing her account when I can barely handle my own. So no, that request has been denied. So then finally, I got the A-OK that I'm going to get a dog. But then again, they were just taking really, really long. And then they're like, okay, there's a group of dogs coming in from Mexico and you get one. And then I was like, everyone has gotten like a picture and a description and kind of like a personality download. And then literally this company, all they said was it's female dog under 50 pounds. That's it. Like radio silence. I'm literally like, okay. Okay. <laughs> am I getting a 50 pound dog or am I getting a 10 pound dog? Because that's like a bit of a difference. And I was like, straight up, like, does this dog have four legs? Like, does it have two eyes? Do I need to start like fundraising? So it has a little wheelchair? Like, can it hear? Is it like aggressive? Is it friendly? Like, do I buy toys? You've got nothing. And they're like, nope, nope, sorry. And I'm just like, oh, fuck's sakes. This is annoying. But I'm like, okay, trust the process, trust the process. I'm good. So then Tigressa arrived March 9th, which is kind of a big deal in terms of the date, because this was the last set of dogs that came in from Mexico before the borders closed. So this was not ideal because at this point I was an orthopedic nurse. I was very comfortable in my role. There was a lot of flexibility. Like I could say when I'm taking my breaks and I was like, okay, I'll just Uber home, walk the dog, middle of the ship. We're good. If I need to, I'll get a dog walker. Everything's good. I have friends who are going to come over and going to help. Great. Well, then the pandemic happened, which meant one, borders closed. Two, I became a COVID nurse and did not choose this or enjoy this. And the world shut down. And I'm literally like, okay, so this giant manual of how to keep this dog alive. Where's the COVID section? Where's the pandemic section of I'm a pandemic nurse and I'm deemed dirty. So literally no dog walker wants to come near me. And my dog literally is, doesn't want to be near anybody. Like it's like, where's that part? (laughs) It's not there. Cool. So back it up a tiny bit. When she came, she was literally tiny, shaking, 
her fur was super weird. Like it was just like, it was not shiny and soft like it is now. Let me tell you, like she didn't even have like her little whiskers. There was like, it was, oh God, she looked awful. Like she was tiny and she was just like shaking. She immediately like warmed up to me, which was great. But then everything and everyone else was a no-go. So she was scared of the elevator, but she was scared of the stairs. She was scared of the front door. She was scared of the back door. She was scared of other dogs. She was scared of other people. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I would have to take her for two to three hour long walks just so she could pee one. Because let's say she was about to pee and a leaf fell. It was like, no deal. We're not peeing. Like, I literally like called the vet being like, my dog, he's once a day. Is this normal? And they're like, yeah, she's just, you know, shell shocked. And I was like, this seems like it's not okay. So that was very stressful. So then I initially went on to perm nights for a bit because then I'm like, I'll be with her during the day. And then when you're a nurse, you usually get a little bit of a longer break because you just pull your breaks. And then I was like, I'll just jump in an Uber, go see the dog, walk the dog. I'm walking my dog at like 3 a.m. downtown Toronto. Excellent life decisions, just so. And then also like the next day, I'm like walking my dog after a night shift, but I didn't actually rest. So I was like, so tired. Not ideal. It is what it is. So then obviously the pandemic happened. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I'm not allowed to leave the hospital. So I wasn't able to just like mid shift sneak out for a hot second. And I was just like, shit, what do I do? Like, I can't just leave this dog. And also my shift suddenly became longer. They were like 13, 14 hours, not including come home, scrub down because we still thought everyone's going to die. So it was just like intense. So then I was like, shit, like I'm gonna have to move back home. So my family was about 60 kilometers away. But then that means we just added a 120 kilometer drive to my 13 to 14 hour day, <laughs> because now my family could be with my dog and my family at this point owned a house and there was a backyard. So it's like, okay, this is okay. It's all working out. Let's do this. Well, when I wasn't there, my dog wouldn't eat. She wouldn't drink. She didn't always want to go out with my family. Like she would just like hide in a corner and shake. And I mean, she was so scared. Like she was so traumatized. But then it's like I had my PTSD from just like my previous experiences. Plus now COVID nursing, it like reopened all of my traumas. Like literally the two of us were just very, very unwell. I was giving Teresa Reiki and I'm not even kidding you at least three to five times a day. And I mean, not for hours, but it's just like five minutes here, 10 minutes here. And then it's like, when I would come home from a shift, she would like literally jump into my arms and we would just like hold each other, like big spoon, little spoon. And this was our like whole regulation. And we became very codependent. Noted. I know. I know I did this. So that being said, she slowly started coming out of her shell, but then she still had a couple big triggers. And one of her really, really, really big triggers was if she heard the sound of crows. And I remember this one day, I went for a walk with her in the morning. So this is before my day shift. There were some crows out and then she just became a little bit antsy. She just became a bit funny. Like she, and I could tell when I was like, oh shit, she's extra triggered today. It's going to be an interesting day tail between the legs, just shaking, super on edge, like kind of like, I don't know, she was about to like run a little bit. Like she was just like jolty. And I was like, oh crap, this sucks. I have to go to work. I mean, there's nothing I can do. I have to work. So then 
I now go to work and minding my own business, doing my shift, whatever. And I guess I should have done a bit of a trigger warning. Degress is going to get injured. It's not ideal. So I'm at work. All of a sudden, my mom sends me a message. My mom's like, she's gone. And I'm like, sorry, what? What do you mean she's gone? What's gone? Who's gone? What are you talking about? I don't understand. And I'm like, kind of like bitchy because I'm just like, I'm about to like end my shift. It was an okay shift, but I was just like so tired. And then she's like, she's gone. Degress is gone. And I was like, gone as in she's dead gone as in what the fuck call my mom she's freaking and she's like she's gone she's gone the leash was on her and then she just we opened the door we're gonna go walk and then she just she's gone and I was like slow down like I don't understand well Teresa was so triggered she knew that the only thing that calms her down is me so then when my mom was gonna take her for the afternoon walk the moment the door opened she just bolted because she went to go look for me. So she re-ran all the routes that we usually walk. And like we used to go at this point, she's been with me for about six months. So it's like we weren't doing the two-hour walks. We always did like longer walks. So it's like there's multiple ways that she could have gone. And this was like her retracing every possible route that we've ever taken. And we were like in the suburbs near this huge forest. So she's like, she's gone. I don't know what to do. I don't know. And I'm literally like, oh my fucking God, you've got to be kidding me. So Tegressa listens to nobody. And I mean, she still doesn't, not even my partner now. She will not return to anybody. Like there's a 0% chance that she would come back to anyone except for if she saw me or if I called her. And even at this point, her recall questionable. And I was just like, if I'm not there, she's not coming. So then I'm like, oh my God, she's running. This is not good. Because of the pandemic, everything being so slow, there was suddenly a lot of coyotes out. So I lived in the suburbs, but then on the edge of the suburbs, and there was this huge forested region right behind. And like, it started getting to the point where if you were walking outside in the suburbs, in little subdivision, there would literally be coyotes walking around. And I remember one time, like, I saw like a pack of like eight, and they were like four houses down in the middle of the street. And I was like, oh, shit, son. No, thank you. Let's go. So now I'm like, oh, my God, my dog, not a fighter. She's going to be like eaten by coyotes. I was like, oh, my gosh. Or I'm like, she's going to get hit by a car because it was like also kind of like the major subdivision where the Loblaws, the Walmart and all those big. So it's just like, it's a super busy area, but then right beside a forest area. So it's like the worst of both worlds if you're going to have a missing dog. And then I'm literally like spiraling being like, I'm a new dog owner. Like, I don't even know what the fuck to do. Like, who do you call? Like, what do you do? I don't know. Don't forget. I'm also 60 kilometers away from my home. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally going to just lose my mind. So then I reach out to the company that I got the dog from. They weren't uber helpful like there were some people who were wonderful and then some people were like well she's your dog figure it out and I was like are you fucking kidding me right now not gonna go into that it is what it is obviously spoiler my dog is still with me so some other people were like oh you should reach out to this company oh my gosh their name is leaving me I'm gonna have to like when I remember I will tell you but there's this like dog finding company that literally this group of volunteers if a dog goes missing they like initiate the search. 
So then I'm now on my Instagram being like, this is my dog. This is my phone number. She's missing. Please look, if you know anything, let me know. Now this company, it actually has like a Facebook group. So then people start looking and these are like trained professionals. So they're just like, don't chase the dog. Don't go after it. Just if you see the dog drop coordinates and like say like status updates, which is great, but not great. When all of a sudden you're reading the Facebook group and being like, dog struck by car twice, dog limping, dog bleeding, dog seed run into forest. And I'm like, I hope I can like keep my shit together because like this was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. I was just like, is my dog dead? Is she going to die? And then of course, trauma nurse me is like, what if she's internally bleeding? What if she's fucking shattered? What if now she's bleeding and then the coyotes smell the blood and they literally tear her to bits? What if she's bleeding, goes unconscious, can't fucking find her? What if my dog is going to die alone in a forest and I'm literally nursing 60 kilometers away and stuck, not being able to leave? And it was like, the person I was working with was kind of like, the charge nurse was like, sorry, oh, that really sucks. Your dog's missing, but like you don't have to finish your shift. And I was like, Literally nothing is happening. There's nothing I need to complete. Throw me a fucking bone and let me go home. And they like let me leave like 15 minutes early, which I was just like, anyways, not even getting into, but that's stupid. If there's nothing happening and this is literally emergency, like you've got to be kidding me. So anyways, so then now I'm in my car. I'm driving at a speed that I'm not going to say because I would have gotten my car impounded and truly did not give a shit. If a cop was going to pull me over, I would have kept driving and been like, I need to get my dog. Like, this is my dog. Just, just, I don't care. So then, unfortunately, my phone was dead. So I usually charge my phone, like, in the car. But then, like, my car charger wasn't very good. But it didn't matter because it always gave, like, I always had enough to just, like, get home. And I didn't really need it. And I would charge it at home. So now, my battery is, like, super low. And I'm like oh my gosh, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, it's like people are like messaging me and they're like, is this your dog? Did your dog go missing? And then I was just kind of like, anybody that doesn't need to message me for, I know where your dog is. Do not fucking message me. Just do not waste my fucking battery. Do not call me. Do not ask me anything. Like I am spiraling. Also so glad that I got back into my home without like getting into a car accident because it was not good. So here I am freaking out. Thank goodness I had so many people come and help. And this, I mean, was this beautiful silver lining because when you are a COVID nurse during COVID, you start losing your faith in humanity because it COVID brought out some very ugly things in a lot of people. And listen, people were incredibly scared. They're scared for their life. They're scared for their livelihood. There was a lot of financial disruption. Some people didn't believe it was a thing, the whole situation. So a lot of ugly things came out in people. And I was definitely on my way out in nursing. Like I have zero desire to be a nurse anymore. Like this is not working for me. But then all of a sudden I had this like ridiculous group of volunteers, people that do not know me. They do not know my dog. They do this just because they're good people searching for my dog. I had previous friends from like high school, friends of friends. One of my friends, I actually am not even friends with 
her little sister. I had like old coworkers. I had people from Toronto. I had people from Durham. People just came and started looking for my dog with me. <sighs> Emotional. Like it's taking a while for me not to cry because I actually haven't even thought about this for a long time, which is why I did not record this podcast for so long because it's so emotionally charged. So I have like this group and I'm not kidding. Like it was probably like 40 or more people searching for a dog, being good people. So people are out there with flashlights. People are like calling her. I had some people who came with me because now my phone is fucking dead. Like, my God, worst timing ever. Like it was just, are you fucking kidding me? Come on. And we're looking for the dog. So I remember, and this is such a pivotal part of my story of my business and how things shifted because so many things changed after this. As I'm driving home, aggressively speeding, I literally was like, universe, if you take this dog, I'm done. I literally fucking quit. I'm not going to be a nurse anymore. I'm shutting down my business. Like I'm helping zero people. I don't care what kind of beautiful gifts I have. Nope. You take this dog. This dog is my only ounce of joy. And I mean, like pre-pandemic, I wasn't really in a good place. I was very unstable in terms of my mental well-being, in terms of my physical health, my emotional health, my trauma healing, my finances, like my life was not in a good place. And then the pandemic happened. I was at capacity months ago. And now I'm like, barely holding on. This dog is my only ounce of joy. And the only glue that's keeping me like held together. You take this dog, I'm done. I literally was already thinking of like, writing my resignation letter, and then literally being like, I don't work. I'm laying down. I'm not doing this. The government can pay for me. Like I'm fucking done. And I was like, don't take this dog, please. And then of course, me being ridiculous in terms of worst case scenarios, I'm now thinking of how am I going to find my dog? Will I find my dog? And if I find her, will she be alive? Is she going to have a permanent disability? It's fine. I'm still going to take care of her. But I'm like, what if she got attacked by coyotes? Am I going to have to fight coyotes? Like, oh my God, my head was not in a good place. Thank God I had the thoughts, idea, the download to bring her chicken. We all know she loves her chicken, but it's the squeaky toy. It's like from the dollar store. It's her favorite toy. It's ridiculous. The sound is awful. It's just like nails on a chalkboard. It is an awful sound, but it is like her joy. So I'm screaming her name, squeaking this little fucking toy and just like honestly raking the situation. I'm sending her Reiki wherever she is. I'm like, begging the universe to return my dog for me. And that like, if you give me my dog, I will do what you need me to do in terms of my healing, in terms of my business, in terms of up-leveling what I offer, in terms of serving more people, in terms of giving back more. I was just like selling my soul just to get my dog back. It was a time. So let's just give you a little bit of a picture. Now I've landed back in the town that my dog is missing. It is eight o'clock summertime sun is setting. There is acres and acres of forest. I'm also 
wearing the most ridiculous outfit. I'm wearing like, oh my gosh, during the pandemic, you just wore whatever because you have to wash everything all the time. I was wearing like those, you know, those super flowy Buddha pants and then some ridiculous tank top that did not match and then like flip flops. So I'm going through like a forest off grid <laughs> and there is grass. And I mean, when I'm saying grass, it's not like cute grass. I'm saying like up to like your chest. There's chunks of a pond and water and it's muddy and then there's trees oh my god I was like scratched up and dirty by the time like this day was done so here we are we're screaming my dog's name I've like lost my voice I have no more tears left I haven't eaten I haven't peed I haven't drank I am just praying I get this little angel back and all of a sudden and this is gonna make me sound absolutely insane when my dog is upset I feel like you have to be a dog owner to know this. If there's like an actual like bathroom emergency, she makes this noise and it's not really a noise, but it's almost like this like high pitched squeal, but it's not a squeal. Like it's like, I don't know. It's like sound that doesn't exist. It's like almost like a little dolphin, like sonar noise. But it's like the moment I hear it, I'm like, oh, it is an emergency. Get up right now. And whatever she needs, like this is like her little mayday. And she knows this is her sound that if she needs my attention, I'm coming. And all I could hear was that. And then her little dog tags just like kind of clinking. And it was like, nobody else heard it. And I was walking in one route. And all of a sudden I was just, I can hear her. And people are like, what in the fuck did you just hear? I'm like, I can hear her screaming louder. Like I have like no voice left. And then all of a sudden the sound is getting worse and worse and worse or like louder. And then there she is shaking this bush, hiding in this shrub. I screamed her name. She saw me. She ran. I like picked her up. At this point, she's not skinny anymore. She actually gained a lot of weight and I got in trouble from the vet. And like she literally jumped, leaped into my arms. I have her little arms around my neck and she is just shaking. And I'm just like checking her body for blood. There wasn't anything bleeding. But then I'm like, okay, she's alive. She wasn't attacked by coyotes. Thank fucking God. But I'm like, what if she has internal bleeding? We're still not in the clear. I'm like, I need to find an emergency vet. And like, I already had some ideas of where to go. I already called them to be like, I'm coming in, whether I'm bringing a corpse or not, you're reviving my dog. Get there, drop off the dog. They do some imaging. I'm waiting outside, still thinking worst case scenarios. I mean, like she jumped into my arms. So I assume she didn't have a huge fracture if she did. And then I'm like, but I don't know about internal bleeding and like, what are the repercussions moving forward? And I'm just like, why do I have this medical knowledge? It's literally the worst thing ever if you have crazy anxiety. And then I come to get my dog. They call me. This is now also timeline. I found her just after midnight. So this is now closer to like 1.30 a.m. And then just remember that I woke up at like five because I had to walk my dog, do my morning rituals, drive an hour, do a 12 hour shift. That's the day was shit. Thank God it didn't work the next day. I mean, I would have called in sick, but anyways. So then I'm like the update on my dog. And then lo and behold, my sweet little angel who had some sort of a bubble of protection. Yes, Reiki works. The only thing she had was a con on her back leg from where she got hit by two cars, no broken bones, because she literally ran nonstop on hot pavement all day. She was dehydrated and then ran the skin right off of her paws. So all of her little sweet paws were just no skin. It's just flesh. And all I had to do was take care of her little paws. 
and everything else was okay. I don't know what the fuck this just was, but universe, you tell me what you need from me because I'm yours because you gave me this little angel back. And this is probably when she got spoiled a lot more and I am not sorry because she's okay and it was it was worth it. So now she had to wear little socks. I went to the store and I bought her baby socks and then she had to have like special cream on her little feet. And then we held each other and we just shook and we cried and we bonded in a whole other way. And this is when I was like, fuck nursing. (laughs) I'm done. This is not worth the stress, the like anxiety, the like lack of flexibility, the like you don't have a choice or an option. Like I'm just like, I'm not entertaining this further. So right after this, I told my manager, I'm like, um, I'm not doing this anymore. Find me a position in the hospital. That's a regular Monday to Friday, eight hours. I'm not doing shifts. I'm not doing 12s. Also, I want to move back to my condo because at this point, I'm like, I can't leave my dog for 12 hours. But if I find an eight hour shift, I can move back into my condo, which means I can walk up before and after. We're okay. And then also I was like, all right, fire under my ass. Let's properly do this business because I'm done nursing. So that all kind of worked itself out. Thank God. I ended up getting another job within the hospital that was shorter shifts. This is also how I leaned into my business <laughs> and actually was like, no, 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 this isn't a side gig. This is an extra money. This is my income because I make my hours because I say when I show up, I say when I'm done, I say when I work, if I need a day off, I'm fucking taking the day off because my life, my health is my priority. And no one is ever going to tell me when I start or end a shift or the details of how I make money, 0% chance we're done. So that was my little progressive story. And I mean, of course, since then, she's become my emotional support animal, which I mean, I'm located in Canada and everyone is different. You just need a paperwork from either your family doctor or your psychologist saying that you have a medical reason you need your dog with you. I have complex PTSD. I had debilitating anxiety for a very long time. It's under control, but she's my emotional support animal. So I need her with me. So that's how she became my little emotional support animal. And that is how she also became more of a little princess queen where she just comes with me everywhere. But then it's like, it was so interesting because I feel like when that happened, literally the two of us, like we were so close from the beginning, but then we're like, oh, you're my bitch. (laughs) We're in this together. We are a package. And it was just her recall got better. (laughs) And it's just like, she got it. She was like, you are my person. You are literally not going to leave me. You are going to take care of me and I can depend on you. And I'm just like, yup. And she like stepped up. She just became calmer and more confident. She knows if I need something. This little girl has licked many tears and she just knows even when I used to do some in-person sessions, if someone is upset, she'll come over and she'll touch them. But it's so interesting. 
I had somebody who was having some severe digestive issues and then she came over and put her little paws on the person's belly. Somebody who was pregnant, but not even showing, put her hand on their little belly. Or if they were like sad and like crying, she'd put her little paw on their hand. This little girl, she is a magical little being. And of course, now we've left the condo and now we live in the country and now she's a complete different animal. Like she is too friendly. She's too trusting. She loves everybody and she's confident and she can kind of go off on her own little walk and then then she comes back. And of course, she's still judgy. I think that was one of the big questions somebody asked of like, was she always this judgy or did this kind of develop? I feel like as she processed her traumas and knew she was safe, her sassy personality came out. And I feel like this is also like a rescue thing because like I have a couple of friends that have rescues. It's like, where did this facial expression come from? And okay, like zero judgment, not a fan of doodles, but like a doodle is just like, duh, I am here. And it's like, they don't understand their size and they run into things and like, they're just so awkward. And there's, I don't know, glazed over eyes. There's nothing happening. They just like wag their tail, and like hit things. No judgment if you have a doodle, please don't attack me. Just not my favorite dog story. But then when you get a rescue, it's like, there's a personality and there is like a soul within that little body. And those eyes are deep. And I just feel like every single rescue is, they tell you how they feel. They tell you what they want. And they're just, oh my goodness, angels. And I mean, even when I got my dog for the first probably like eight, nine months, she did not bark. She made no sound. And I was like, I need to teach you how to bark. She didn't know how to play with toys. I had to like show her how to play with toys. I mean, she will not be catching a ball. But again, that's just like, why would a queen fetch a ball and return it for a human? So we don't do that anymore. But the barking, I mean, now she has a range of barks and there's like a good morning bark. There is a I'm hungry bark. There's a let's go for a walk bark. There is a emergency we are walking right now bark. So I feel like once her nervous system was calmer and regulated, her little personality could actually come through. And the judgment, I mean, according to her paperwork, she's born in August. So she is a Leo. I'm sorry, I can't give you her full natal chart reading because I obviously don't know those details. But yeah, that's my little angel. And of course, she came with the name to She's Brindle. I did not give her that name. I cannot pay credit for that. But then to my answer, Gressa, I mean, like, I kind of had to keep that. It was fucking cute, right? And again, going back to where I started, if I didn't have her in my stories, I feel like y'all would not be watching. So that's why Tegressa is so heavily featured on the stories. I feel like I've answered her little story on how I got her and how we bonded. And I think that's it. If I missed anything, send me an email, send me a DM, ask your questions. But that is my little angel baby. Oh, wait, I need to share one more thing because this is funny. Clearly not in the right time order, but this just came through. Very funny. So when my dog went missing, my grandmother, who's like, 89, barely speaks English. She's like four foot six, called 911 with her very broken English. And she tells them, my dog is missing. And the lady on the other side was just like, this is for humans. You are wasting a call. What if someone dies because you wasted a call? We don't deal with animal problems. 
And my little grandmother, who barely speaks English, is just like, if we don't find this dog, I will die. So my death will be on your hands. It is so funny and so dramatic and so Eastern European. But this was a part of my story I had to share because it was just like, what is happening? Oh, my gosh. Anyways, clearly all is well. Everyone's good. Tigressa is very taken care of and living her best life ever. And here we go. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this brought a little bit of a background story and a better understanding of my little honey baby. And I don't hate doodles. Don't come at me. Just not my favorite dog story. Just being honest. That being said, thanks for being here. Thanks for loving us. Thank you for following along.